So, Ben, why do we have an unused uh, entrance from last week's podcast recording? Right, I'm going to be honest with the, the listeners and say that I did a 90-minute podcast and the whole thing sounded like uh, I was eating cornflakes because I was moving my phone around, so I do apologise. Yeah. Ben's got very fleshy hands. Flesh. And when he holds his phone, it's like being cuddled by Gemma Collins. <laughs> <laughs> please, please include that. Please include that. Well, we've started high. Let's uh, let's keep this going. Let's go higher. Um, yeah. So Ben basically has giant ham hands, and even like <laughs> me and Jamie testing it to see on our own phones, we could not physically make the noises that Ben made with his hands. Um, so Flesh it was actually tunnel. pretty impressive. Um, I don't know what he was doing. He he didn't look like he was chewing the phone, but it sure sounded like he was chewing the phone. It sounded like he Sounds was like driving seventy miles an hour on the motorway with his phone out the window. <laughs> and he actually careered into three cars on the way. That's exactly what it sounded like. Big old car crash. Uh, speaking of car crashes, let's talk about the European Super League. Yeah. Ben, do you have an opinion on that? I'm a huge fan of the idea, and I'm only joking. Uh, I, think it's, I think it's shocking, really. It's going to kill football in the sense that um, there's, there's a whole host of things to consider. For example... You know, the top six have ultimately decided that they're going to uh, crack on with this. It's going to massively affect the Premier League, but at the same time, they'll still be expecting to enter things like the Carabao Cup, the FA Cup, etc. Um, so it's probably for the FA just to say, look, if you're willing to go, go. Um, but don't be thinking you can come back, basically. Like an ex-girlfriend, don't come crawling back to me when you find someone ugly. That's what you think. <laughs> Is that what you said to every single one of them? Yeah, After you ended it. None of them <laughs> Don't think back. you can come crawling back in the mirror. <laughs> um, it's, yeah, it's, like, I think everybody's on the same page, aren't they? Apart from the owners of those clubs, that it's an absolutely horrendous idea. I think we have to sort of respect that there's, like, innovation and things like that to get things, make things better. To, like, the whole, the whole point, you innovate, you create. That's how the Premier League was made. And I've said this, that it's just... Like you wouldn't have Premier League if it wasn't for that sort of innovation, but this whole thing's just sort of like ring fencing money for specific teams. It doesn't. That really... innovation was was planned and was you know brought in. They didn't smuggle the Premier League as like a secret. Yeah. Um, a, a secret change to the rules. It was decided. Um, it was like had countless meetings for, um, and there was still probably an uproar for that when it first started. Yeah, I mean, we won't remember that, will we? Because of what it was in '92 when it started. Um, You've only been 16 then, Luke. Oh. <laughs> 16 weeks, give or take. Um, yeah, and the thing is as well with the the Premier League, it didn't ring fence it. Like it was still, it was like a new competition, but, but it was everyone. You could league. get into it. Yeah, it was everyone's yeah. league. Like you could dream of Bournemouth sat down in League Two, that they could one day be in the Premier League and finish in the top ten. Um, this makes it pretty much impossible to get that. God knows why Arsenal and Spurs are both in there. Neither of them have won anything in Europe. Neither of them are the actually playing particularly well at the minute. Don't be thinking Arsenal are not even in the top half of the Premier League as things stand. No. So you're looking at that and thinking, they're going to end up with a minus 120 goal difference after the first four games. Yeah. <laughs> they're genuinely good because, I mean, what's the aggregate score of them when they play Bayern Munich? Usually about 10 2, something like yeah. that. Putting David Luiz up against Lewandowski every other week is just practically abuse. 
But it's David Luiz up against Ollie Watkins every other week. He gets physically abused. Yeah. Terrible defender. Um, yeah, horrible idea. I don't think any of us think it's a good idea. Um, unless they invite Scunny. Um, yeah, Scunthorpe, Accrington and Leeds just all scrapping it out Throwing amongst in. the likes of <laughs> Messi and Ronaldo. Don't put us alongside you, Minos. Look at us now. Top 10 in the Premier League. Hang on a minute. You're in League... You're in. We were in the Championship at one point when you were in League One. Yeah, but Luke, how long ago was that? It was It was a good time ago. Back in the good old glory days with Nigel Atkins. I guess the other thing to consider as well is that obviously you're taking six teams out and I assume they've replaced those six teams with six teams in the um, National Conference, so... Is it going to be How cross would you be if you're Norwich? <laughs> You've worked all well, season to come back up and it's like, oh, well, everyone's coming up now. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're actually bringing up an extra six teams on top of the three that already come up. So there's nine teams up. It's, it, I, I don't understand. I think, like, what are they going to do to him? Like, because they've signed this document. They've already signed it and said that they have this intention to do it. Surely they've got to punish them in some way or another to like sort of basically stamp on it like do they deduct points off them do they take the money off them do they relegate them that would be mental if they did just deduct the points so, or just void them for the rest of the season the, the thing to think about as well is that um, the teams that are actually in the Super League a lot of them are really struggling you're looking at Juventus um, really struggling to make the Champions League place at the moment you've got Arsenal in the bottom half of the Premier League I think stands um, you know, Liverpool are one of Sicily's not particularly good run. And actually, the standard at the moment, you would probably say, is not much different from the standard Premier League season. Yeah, we've got West Ham no, and Leicester in top four. Yeah. But they're not, they're not trying to do it for the good of the sport, though, are they? They're not, no, no. They're the not. people organising it don't want good football. They want good numbers. And like, the Chinese league proves that you can have like really, really profitable teams with not much quality of football. So people won't care that that Asian market will still be there, that American market will still be there. All these Americans pronouncing every single footballer's name wrong. I think that's um, the issue as well, though, because like fans can boycott as much as they want, but uh, you're still going to get those tourism fans that are going to go to stadiums, and they're going to fill stadiums. So clubs like Man United, they're going to get these tourist fans that go just for a day out. It's not like they go to watch a game. What did Cantona call those fans? Uh, prawn... Sandwich Brigade or something. <laughs> Not far wrong, is he? Yeah. That's what they are. Just like people out for a day. Um, day trivia question. Ben, I'm sure you'll get this one. If they did relegate the uh, six teams involved, who will have been the only team never to have been relegated from the Premier League? Everton. Everton. So you'd like to make them champions, right? No, no. Who would be top? Oh, Le- Leicester would currently be top if they just got rid of Yeah, them, so it? top four would be, it, as it stands currently, it'd be Leicester at top, uh, West Ham second, Leeds would be third, um, and uh, Aston, Aston Villa, Villa would be fourth. Villa, but Villa have got two games in hand after this game. We'll point out as well at the minute we're watching the Leeds um, Liverpool game. Actually, what's the score? No, still no. Still no. What's crazy to think about is that. Would Everton be in that top four? Yeah, yeah, they would. Yeah, they would. They're eighth. Oh, yeah, ignore me. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everton, would be, Everton would be third, Leeds would be fourth. Sorry to break down, that didn't need to be said, did it? But it would look like no, you're right. how the table sort of used to look 30 years ago. God, yeah. 
or the like the institutional teams, and maybe you'd find that people wouldn't care that teams like the the top six were getting removed because um, you know that it becomes a bit more local again. So I I feel I feel like they do need to make a strong um, decision against it, and if they do just remove them and football carries on as it does, I don't think it will be remembered really as yeah. that big of a game changer in 10 years because we'll just move past it. Those teams will just wither and die. What I don't really understand is, you know, like, all these, this top six, or what they call the top six, um, they're such profitable organisations, the owners make an absolute fortune. And whilst they could potentially increase their profits because obviously you're getting um, a whole host of other countries watching the football, so rather than having just the uh, the UK market for the, the British football, obviously you'd, you'd get the Italian market, etc, etc. But there's a huge element of risk, and if you're a large business owner and you're still profitable, why would you... Why um, take the risk? Why would you take the risk, exactly, yeah? I think, at the minute, the money's guaranteed, isn't it? So there's been, what, five billion put in by uh, JP Morgan. And it's so much, I think it's... Was it you that was saying this earlier, Jamie, that it goes... It might have been someone else. Basically, it goes from... They get ninety million for qualifying for the Champions League. So they get two hundred and fifty million just for being in this league. Yeah, so there's, there's there'll be no desire for them. Nobody's going to want to do well. Teams like Arsenal will be happy to just sit bottom of the table or whatever it'll be, sixth, seventh. Yeah. Well, so, look at look at Arsenal of God of recent when they they used to be just content with finishing fourth and getting the Champions League just yeah. to get that money in. I mean, that, how many years they'll do they they'll that just for? Sit and oh, they'll just that. stagnate. Also, if it's Arsenal, you just know they'll go out and spend half of that on Nicholas Pepe or someone like that. So what, <laughs> what's the point? Nicky Peppers. Nicky <laughs> Peppers. Can we make this the same? Hashtag Nicky Peppers. <laughs> what a guy. Jamie, you're a horrible person for that. It I also, actually can't call him anything else. It also... Um, <laughs> it poses an interesting question for internationals because imagine a World Cup without superstars... Yeah. And then you do what we probably should have been doing for decades, which is searching for talent regardless of the league, because there are some strikers that deserve to be in the England squad, despite the league or despite where they are in the table of the Prem. That's one so, thing that has died, hasn't it? Like That Liverpool team in the 70s that won uh, three or four European Cups had like, um, was it, I can't remember who called, uh, Kevin Keegan was from Scunthorpe, for example, and people like that. And it just, that just doesn't oh, happen the now, does it? This doesn't happen now, does it? No. Um, having said that, if this was to be the case whereby um, this Super League did happen, could you not pick those players internationally as well? Well, though, this, is what, this is what they've come out and said. So UEFA have come out and basically said that they would not be eligible for international football. So that tells me that all those players that want to play for the country are going to leave. So yeah. Harry Kane, I mean, Harry Kane's captain of England. He isn't staying. He isn't going to miss out on that. And Why would he do that? He's going to lead us into the Euros. Yeah. When these top six are filled with players that no one's heard of before. Yeah. Uh, no one's no one's paying to to go and see uh, Origi lead a Liverpool side. Oh, well, this, God, that's so. the thing. He, he plays for Belgium. It'll be worse than that. <laughs> this is the thing. Like it's basically all these players are going to leave. I mean, you're going to get Harry Kane pushing for a move to Everton. You're going to get Bruno Fernandez forcing one through to Crystal Palace. Messi's going to be looking at Real Batiste. <laughs> it's going to be an absolute nightmare. There's going to be no It'll players be left. Free for all. 
yeah, the league's not going to be a thing because all these players want to play. I'm, do you know what? I'd, I'd love to see them go through with it and actually see what happens. I'm quite excited. Uh, Shabble, we'll, we'll touch on as well. Uh, I mean, it's been massively overshadowed. Uh, Mourinho being sacked by Spurs. The rumours that he basically said he wasn't going to take training. Don't know Which how is, true those are. I'd like to think that that is the reason. And in that case, it adds another facet to it. How many managers are going to leave? What teams are going to be left for the Super League if more, more are sacked? Because what manager is going to go and want to work there? What players are going to want to play if they're told it means they'll never play for the country? They'll get none of this young talent. Yeah. Um, like what Haaland and Mbappe, some of the most expensive players in the world, they're not going to go to a league like that because they've, they've got that boyhood dream of leading the country to a World Cup. Yeah, although Haaland's actually already won one, annoyingly. Little bitch. Um, if, if Mourinho's done that, it it's pretty makes him pretty credible, doesn't it? But he's basically and said, it, I am not doing that. Like, you cannot make me do that. Problem is, he's probably very Mourinho. Con- yeah, it is. Um, he, the problem is, he'll breach his contract and they don't know about how they could pay in compensation if he's refusing to train the team and things like that. He don't need it. He don't need the money. He don't care. If they've just sacked him on the spot, then he'll just, he'll just crack on. I, I bet he's got some investments. <laughs> he's, got, he's got more. Than... I tell you what, Mourinho will probably go and manage one of the teams... He probably just would. One of the different ones, just for just for a few billion, and he wouldn't care how they do, and he'd just sit with his... He wouldn't even go to the games. Get back yeah. to Inter Milan. He'd do what David Moyes did and just Skype the whole game. Alternatively, that, that Everton job's looking quite the uh, quite the commodity now, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> Ooh, Crystal Palace, how much are they looking at? He'd definitely go to the top six. <laughs> it is quite funny to think, isn't it, that there's going to be a January next season whereby Brighton and Newcastle are fighting over the... Signature Dybala or something. He's, yeah, he's going to turn into the seventh season of Football Manager. It's, it genuinely will be. Yeah, games go everywhere. It's going to be like Football Manager eight years down the line when uh, Dybala's hit like thirty-five and he's actually playing for Leighton Orient. Um, <laughs> who are now in the championship? Who are now yeah. in the championship? Inexplicably in the championship. Uh, sorry to any Leighton Orient fans out there. Um, not your that team you're is garbage. I'm sure yeah. there's probably about as many late fans as there's people from Togo listening to this programme. <laughs> Do you know what's really funny? I actually, what, there was a thing about like Britain's worst away days and Leighton Orient fans, they were on it and they said that their worst away day was coming to Scunthorpe. It must be a grim thing though. Oh, I mean, yeah, but it was more that they were saying it was like football hooliganism and they were getting like attacked and stuff like that. It's like, have you seen, we, we, we've got a 9,000 seat stadium, we fill about a third of it. That's with away fans. I've actually got, like, a weird, I've got a story. I've got a good story for our listeners. So I, I play Sunday League football and I'm, I'm not the best. But I run around a lot. And um, we played a team from Manchester whose name I uh, will not mention because it's currently being um, investigated by the league. Um, but we uh, lost the game 3-1 yesterday um, as this is being recorded. And there was two red cards after a player that had made his debut for our team headbutted somebody. Um, and after he did that, a spectator who hadn't played a single minute for the opposition team ran over and hit him in the back of the head. Um, and one of the local nutcases that plays for our team then started a mass brawl that I am far too soft to be a part of. Um, but in the end, it ended up with us, or should I say it was, uh, a member of our team or two or three 
for breaking a neighbour's fence after our goalkeeper spear tackled somebody through the fence. Ben scored five times in the interval. And, yeah. Uh, well, they were brawling. Ben, ben yeah. played on. Swung his shirt around his head. <laughs> I've never, never scored as this many team, goals. This team is only being investigated because Ben's a sore loser. He planted cocaine on them on the way out. <laughs> but with Mourinho just being sacked, I've got Son as triple captain who did nothing the first game. So... I need to hope that Ryan Mason sp- quite literally spurs them into life and he gets a hat-trick against Saints. It's weird, isn't it? Ryan Mason taking over as manager. Well, well, someone's got to. I mean, was it, how long ago was he had that head injury? Five years ago? That long. Maybe he still thinks he's a player. He was playing for Hull, wasn't he, in the Premier yeah. League? Yeah. And they're in League One now. I feel a bit. I feel a bit sorry for him. Obviously, I'm sure he's pleased with the manager's job. But you know, if you'd spent the last well, spent 15 years going to football trials, going to the academy, you know, four or five times a week, not drinking, which would be the real tough thing, wouldn't it? Um, and then <laughs> <laughs> that speaks volumes, Ben. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The well-known alcoholic. But um, yeah, after all that, and you know, you're sort of in the early stages of your career still, and it all 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 ended in one game essentially. Amazing to like, it's horrible, isn't it? Because it's something like one in every hundred thousand kids that plays football at youth, at like junior level, makes it yeah. and plays in the Premier League. So to have overcome those all those odds and then like had the horrendous injury he did, it's pretty, pretty upsetting, isn't it? Um, but maybe a lead, uh, Spurs to a, a ten nil win, and that'll be his moment in the sun. Well, this is why the second of Mourinho seems a little bit weird. Because they've got the League Cup final this weekend. And let's face it, Mourinho especially is winning one-off games. It's what he's good at. Mm. He literally can take each game as it comes and he can win it. The problem is, is when it comes to running a season things like that. But, I mean, Spurs beat City early in the season, 2-0. Um, it it just it, does sort of fit Will right. the players want to play as well is another question. Because they can't all be... It's not even a case of whether they're on board with the idea or not. It's a case of how they found out. It's suddenly broken on the news. Um, like some of the some of the players were sent an email explaining it. So there's been no thought, no care that's gone into informing the players of the Super League. So some of them will just be thinking, "What am I even still doing? Why should I play properly when I've been I've been treated like this?" Uh, you'd, I'd like to think I mean you'd like to think that it's a cup final it's the first cup final well not first cup final for two years um, since the Champions League final it's the chance to win a bit of silverware the first time since 2005 and the first silverware of pretty much Harry Gaines' career apart from the Audi Cup um, you'd, you'd like to think they'd sort of motivate themselves a bit but again you don't really know do you it's glum it's certainly glum. All those yeah. people that have just signed like year-long contracts might be players that aren't allowed to leave the club, even though they want to. Um, it is just a very difficult situation being brought about for just for greed. It's uh, not going to be good either, really, is it, for um, certain squad players, young players. So if you go to um, Spurs, for example... Or if you're a young player at Spurs, somebody like Tanganga or Jack Clark or you know whatever young players they've got, Oliver Skip, etc. 
Um, and then all of a sudden your your club gets at the very minimum two hundred and fifty million for going into this new competition. Realistically, they're going to invest that, and there's going to be some players who care more about um, the huge wages these clubs will be able to pay more so than a few international caps, particularly if you're not necessarily um, at the forefront of the international manager's mind. Yeah. So you're likely to see a bit of a death for the, the young players as well. Yeah, I think like, well, Trent, you're going to... stay. Yeah, you'll get players that sort of love the club, don't you, and things like that. Um, you'll, it might end up turning into where people are done with international football then want to chance their arm at it, basically. So, like, your top players that are sort of in football like 30, 32 something like that um, it'll become the old Masters League we've got a live football update we have a live football update and unfortunately Liverpool have scored <laughs> Trent Alexander-Arnold oh no, to, no he's playing Mane. for Mane playing for Mane great ball Dallas by has got a yellow as well that's an ideal great ball by Jota um, who did we bring in again this week so I brought in Luke Shaw for Yao Cancelo and that's not paid off because uh, Luke Shaw got two points. I have done that age-old thing that you should never do of bringing in more than one player and getting a four-point hit. Um, and the reason why I did it is because I've got this flaw whereby I have to have 11 players available. So I have brought in um, Michael in goal for... Oh, who was it? Um I've lost it. Um, I'll have to think. But I've also brought in... Edison, um, you have. Edi- was it Edison? You yes, did have Edison, it was, yeah. it was Edison, sorry. I should not be on the team. Um, Edison, yeah. Um, Leicester got some good games coming up and I want to save a little bit of money elsewhere. Um, and Manchester City are missing a game this week, aren't they, as well. And then I've also brought in Trent because Liverpool have got some pretty good fixtures um, and they're playing Newcastle at home and Newcastle will feel they're effectively safe now, so I think... Uh, yeah, so I've gone Trent in, Smythe in. Um, that was a good move. Uh, it was well-timed that Trent's just gone and bagged himself an assist. Uh, yep. Uh, no doubt next week he will do absolutely nothing. <laughs> he started playing a bit better recently, were not he? Yeah, yeah. Um, JB, who was yours? Um, I have brought in Salah for um, the ill-fated Aubameyang. Um, and... I still need to make a defensive change. Is um, that for this week we're on currently? So last week's transfers? No, for next week. Alright, what was your what was your ones for last week? Who did you bring in? I don't think I made any because I oh. wanted two for this um, Ah right, okay. Right, yeah. For this this coming week. Um Yeah, if I can give you mine, so I've brought in uh Jesse Lingard um this week. Uh, at the expense have you not already brought Jesse Lingard in? He's in your team. Yeah, he's brought in... So that oh, right, week. so you... Ah, so the transfers so, that you were talking about were for this week coming. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so last yeah. week's transfers, yeah. I'm getting very confused here, Luke. So last um, week's transfer, you brought Jesse Lingard in. Lingard in for Neto, because obviously Neto got injured. We've covered that, though, so let's not refocus. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah but this... The, the Next week... Uh, I've gone with uh, Smeichel in for Edison, as you say, and Alexander Arnold in for uh, Ruben Diaz, because obviously Man City aren't playing. Yeah. Uh, JB, what was yours again for next week then? Uh, for next week, I've got Salah and Traore in for um, Aubameyang and somebody else that I had in my midfield, presumably. 
Um, I can't think who it was, Son? though. No, Son's on my bench still, apparently. So, I've got absolutely no idea points. Alright, what's all of you? Uh, Fernandez, I've transferred out. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I have not made a transfer yet. And I don't think I'm going to. I'm considering a Leicester player, but they're not exactly playing well at the minute. Um, but I've got Kane, Stones and Son on my bench who aren't playing, so that's the only worry. The other worry is that Calvert-Lewin's been injured, Rafinha's not played tonight, and Andreas Christensen's also been injured, so I could be three players down for next week. Um, hopefully Harry Kane will make that up by scoring another couple of midweek if he's not injured um, to give me those extra points as my triple captain. Um, it's starting well, wasn't it? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. A couple of goals was a good start. That as triple captain. Um, I don't. I think the last two seasons as well. So not including this year, I've every time I triple triple captain someone, they've got injured for the second game. So I think I had Aguero and I also had Harry Kane last year. I think and they they just got injured in the first game. Both performed first game though, so it was yeah. like a yeah like a waste. Thing is, if if you said they'd get you get. Thirty points, or whatever, getting your triple captain. You'd you'd have taken that at the start, wouldn't you? Yeah. You'd you'd take the two goals, wouldn't you? Two yeah. goals, bonus of two. You'd, you'd take that every day of the week. Yeah. Hundred percent. Um. So yeah, at the minute, no transfer for me. Um. The joint team. So last week we made the transfer. We made two transfers. We brought Son in. Yeah. Um. Who do we bring Son in for? Fernandez. And then we also brought Jesse Lingard in for Pedro Neto. Obviously because, I don't know if you heard, but Pedro Neto got injured. Pedro Neto was the, the, the worst choice of substitute in fantasy Premier League history. <laughs> it's so upsetting because Ben was so sold on him and then he just got injured in 32 well, minutes. I just, Jamie I just, just commented. I just, don't see, I just don't see how you can't put in Neto. <laughs> in quotation marks, Ben... <laughs> <laughs> said exactly those words and then JB messaged him on our group chat and was just like oh Pedro Neto off after 32 minutes and Ben just comes back with oh fuck off <laughs> <laughs> and then we didn't hear a word from him for the rest of the weekend <laughs> I had the police round to my house what? Oh. Ben, there's false allegations again oh right okay <laughs> it's just like, what's happening here um, joint team going really well at the minute actually we're on 55 points we triple captained Harry Kane so he's sat on 36. Uh, yeah. We had Calvert-Lewin, who didn't play. So Juan yeah. is coming on for a massive one point. Mm-hmm. Um, also... Leonard didn't play either. So I thought Foster's part. On the subject of, like... Um, st- well, of the subject of, like, having a joint team, the start of next season is going to be really interesting because if all of these teams are removed from the Premier League, the, the top six... It's going to be, the price is going to be fine because you're not going to have to spend out on a 12.5 million midfielder. I'm sure unless, that. Unless they crank Mark Noble's price up to 8.5. I'm, I'm sure they'll, uh, they'll adjust that, Jamie. I don't think they're going to give you. You've only got 10 million to spend this season instead of 100 million. <laughs> it's a team full of Eberechi Ezzies. thing is, 10 would still get you 11 Mark Nobles, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, Kufal, who we actually got in as he was our joint pick for defender. Um, mm-hmm. 
got another four points this week, so another assist. So that's Cheeky eight points assist. in two weeks. Not bad. I do like it. Uh, Ben's choice, Nelson Semedo, another six points for him. Um, good choice that. So that's what? What do you get? Nine, 15 in two weeks for him. Yeah, that's really good. I wish I'd followed really in advice. Yeah, you should have. I wish I had done, because I t- said I'd bring in Cody, and I brought in Christensen instead. And Cody's got two clean sheets, and Christensen has not played. <laughs> I hate fantasy uh, football sometimes. I know, I know oh, it's it fantasy addiction. football giveth it and fantasy football taketh away. I mean, at this point, we're already doing it because it is literally like, I don't think we could survive without it. I think here's, if we stop, we'll collapse and die. So here's a question for both of you. If you could go back, would you avoid playing fantasy football? Because I'm of the opinion whereby I don't enjoy watching matches anymore. Because I don't care about the result. I just want to make sure that Trossard scores that goal. Or, or whatever it is. I'm more looking at the individual players I've picked than the actual, the pure love of football. Yeah, I, I genuinely don't think... <laughs> I, I mean, do we enjoy it? I mean, I enjoy it when my players do well. But it also has the potential to ruin a week <laughs> when I'm watching football and fucking, I don't know, uh, John Stones goes and gets himself fucking sent off after like 30 minutes and then they concede five or something like that. And it's just like, I'm sat there just like, why am I doing this? I did a paid league last year that I won, and the last seven weeks of it were literally the worst weeks of my life with it. Like, every single thing that was happening, I was just so scared that everything was just going to go wrong. And Can I just take this time to apologise to all the viewers who have had genuine trauma in their lives after Luke, <laughs> after Luke specified that the worst time of his life was fantasy football? <laughs> so, all right, second worst behind beating you. Speaking as um, someone that oh, no. has finished last in the last eight fantasy league seasons, it, the pressure doesn't really get to me. I just take it take it easy. <laughs> you, you can't be let down if you've got no expectations. But I thoroughly <laughs> expect to lose. We, we call Jamie. We, we call Jamie Santa Claus because his uh, his year's finished by twenty sixth of December. <laughs> do you know? Actually, do you know what the best part is? Is the last like couple of seasons, like not this year, but another guy from uni was still in the league, and it honestly, like I think it was last season, Jamie ended up actually in a fight with this guy for third place who hadn't changed his team since like the sixth week, and I don't know how you managed it because just you just make either. Yeah, it's bizarre choices. <laughs> it's bizarre captain choices specifically. You know, you know what this season the cup I got further than anyone else in the cup. It was going really well, and then. I won my cup game and thought, great, that's brilliant. I'll take Harvey Barnes out, I'll take somebody else out, and I'll make these transfers on my head of the curve. I should just leave my team alone, because I always pick a great team <laughs> and then ruin it. <laughs> you, I mean, you actually do. I remember, like, you took Harvey Barnes out, and then he went on and, like, Two scored. Two 14-point weeks or something yeah. stupid. Like, I... <laughs> When you that said would have seen it, me like, through the cup as well. I'd have been winning the cup by now. I'd be stressed. <laughs> I've never, be honestly, a it, wreck. it was the. I mean, it's the furthest that any of us have ever gotten the cup. I think you got through to like the what sixth round, was it? Something. It like was that? crazy. It was. It, I mean, we were all rooting for. I mean, when I said we, ben the royal we. I mean, me because Ben was fuming when Salah didn't do anything and Jamie didn't want him to do anything. Um, yeah, I'm a so. bit of a sore loser. I'm unpleasant <laughs> to be around when he's a sore loser and well. he's a sore winner. Any type of competition, Ben is pretty horrible to be around. He's I think not that's particularly probably... good at drawing either. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, well, I'll wrestle for it. I've just <laughs> noticed my little tooth glowing. Is it? Oh, is that the one that you knocked out? Yeah. On that wine bottle. Yeah. 
Yeah. When you got uh, into the river. Let's talk about that. The viewers, <laughs> don't, <laughs> the viewers don't want ben to know. Ben has LEDs for teeth. <laughs> ben took a £20 bet to get into a river fully clothed and laid down from Jamie. And then he got out. Pounds. Sorry, £25. And then he got out, was drinking a, a wine from the bottle, knocked his park. elbow in a park. By the bins. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> he, he then proceeded to drop his elbow onto my shoulder, knocking the bottle into his tooth and chipping it which then cost him £21 of his £25 that he'd won on a fake cap. And then, what, a week later, the cap fell out and he had to go get it done properly for, like, 90-odd quid. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a net loss of, a, of around £120. Ben loves his mum, but, my God, he was angry when he was on the phone with her. Cause she, well, well, wasn't on the phone because she didn't answer the phone. And it was like, just don't answer the phone. God I don't think... It. I've seen anything as funny in my entire life as a muddy, soaked, half-clothed Ben with still with the uh, wine we, bottle we don't in his hand. viewers to get too excited. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to make this too sexy. Um, walking angrily down the street, desperately like trying to call his mum, and one of the one of the people that we were with. Walking behind, just saying, It's okay, Ben, I'll put your tooth in a glass of milk. <laughs> to this day, Ben just says, like, Why the fuck did she keep telling me to put it in milk? Fuck off! Is, is any of this going in? Nah, maybe. Some. No, I do. We'll, we'll see. I'm I mean, I said you love once. your mum. The best part, honestly, from that whole thing was Elliot just fucking cackling. cackling. Like, oh, for about 10 minutes after it happened. That was a good what, day. What a little man he is. <laughs> and then Ben went on a night out after. Actually, did you go on the night out? No, I did, folks. Oh. I, 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 I had no teeth. I couldn't even well, You had some teeth. Just, yeah. just, just not all of them. Yeah, but like Cletus from The Simpsons. <laughs> did you ever get, like, obviously not as bad as Luke's trauma from Fantasy Premier League. No. Yeah. But did you ever get, like, nervous around bottles? When you're drinking. COVID's been great because there's been no social contact at all, so he doesn't have to look around with his bottle. He just gets visual flashbacks every time someone hands him a Pinot Grigio. <laughs> In a park. In and a every park. time he walks past a river. <laughs> Anytime someone offers him 25 quid for anything. Hey, look, Ben, by the river. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, let's move on. Um, oh, yeah, we're on a football podcast. Jo- uh, joint team transfer next week. Oh, great shout. What have we got? So let me have a look at the team. So, pit team. Excuse yeah, my thing. So, Son, Kane, Diaz, not playing. Yeah. So, I think Traore would be a really good shout. Um, he got... Points gone, but he only get the assist against Sheffield. Um, yeah, he looked brighter, and I know that Burnley are doing okay, but the the pressure of being teetering on the edge of relegation um, might be that Traore finally finds the form that he needs. Well, I, I actually think he's probably the most overrated footballer in the league. His out his outputs are absolutely shocking. And we'll be back next week when Traore scores a hat-trick. Well, yeah. m- maybe he will. And, you know, I'd like for him to prove me wrong. But, I mean, 
People seem to think because he's, he's big and strong, he can beat anybody one on one. Makes him a good player, but you might as well just let him run past you because you know he's cross, he's going to hit the first man, and he does it time after time. And I, I think if you know any big club was investing Traore, they'd do it off shredding the cash. I honestly I, think that. I don't think he's worth what was it they were quoting people like 80 million. million. It's like something ridiculous uh, last season. Um, I don't think he's anywhere worth anywhere near that. I do think he's a good player though. I think if if you've got a player that can take on someone one on one and get past them with absolute ease, I think the rest of, like the crossing and that can be worked on. I don't think you give his crossing actually that much enough credit. I think. I mean, Luke, he, do you know, do you know his output this year? He's got one goal and one assist. This yeah, this year has been poor, um, but. When you look at him last year, he always assisted Raul Jimenez. And they've not had Jimenez this entire season. so It might just in... be that he's, he's on a different wavelength to everyone. He's just moving too and quick. Him, and Jimenez gets that wavelength and he's there. And every time uh, Traore puts the ball into the first man, actually Jimenez would have <laughs> anticipated that and spun and put it in the top corner. It's a, I mean, it's a problem I've had for years is being, you know, ahead of the curve. Ben once told his mum on the phone once that uh, I was actually a better footballer than him. Uh, uh, you've mentioned my mum twice in the same podcast. Will you stop? She's right. going to be a guest next week. <laughs> if your mum is on this podcast <laughs> next week, I think it would be the greatest moment of my entire life. <laughs> give, give the Sorry to anybody else who's want. actually had. <laughs> <laughs> we live in a democracy! Um... So we've, I mean, we've got Son that we sort of said last week we were going to look at taking out. Uh, so, yeah, that would make sense. No game. That's what we're probably looking at. Leicester have got really good fixtures as well. I'd like to put them forward. The only problem Madison is, is going to be coming back, I think, as well. Yeah, they said he was, he was fit at the weekend, but not fit enough to play. Um, Madison so got, would be the show. Yeah, you're looking at midfielders. Madison's got 120 points this year. Tielemans has got 115. Um, who's Leicester got? Crystal Palace at home. There's goals in that, isn't there? Yeah, and they've got some good games coming forward. They've got the week after they've got yeah. Southampton away, who they've just beaten, and they also beat 9-0 last season. Yeah. Uh, Newcastle at home the week after. Wow. And it does get a little bit, like they've got Man United the week after. But, but that's still three weeks that we get out of one player at least. Yeah. Um, so I I think it is between a, a Wolves midfielder and a Leicester midfielder, because um, I'd, Wolves... I'd say Madison Madison over Traore. If his fixture is going to be so much better, either like in contrast to what I just said, I do think that Traore would be the better choice. Um, he has actually played better in the last couple of games. I know I'm completely contradicting myself here. Um, you are literally the worst human being that's ever lived. I mean that has been said before. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's he's got outputs the last two weeks and whilst I don't rate him as a player I do think he is uh, to some extent a threat so I would go with him and also um, James Madison is just coming back isn't he so potentially the that's, yeah. that's my only worry Madison when he was playing early in the season was it was brilliant he, was, he looked really good but he's coming back from injury yep. nobody Depends knows how fit he is and also I, I, I think, think so I was just going to say that um, Madison's a little bit more expensive as well yeah, Price isn't an option. We've yeah, we've got, got plenty. I mean, unless we're thinking ahead for the last, what, four games of this season. They've both got good fixtures coming up. Um, Triori's going to play, isn't he? Definitely. Six million. Um, I'm happy to go Triori if you two both are. Yeah. Yep. 
Sounds good. Any other transfers you want to make or just the four points? Just just the one. Cool. Let's the make one. those transfers. Confirm that. So, team for next week then. Let me take Mark Noble out. He is not being captain either. Um, so. Sorry, Mark. You piece of shit. <laughs> Goal, Leno. Forster's not playing, so Leno's staying in. Defence, Semedo, Wan-Bissaka, Kufal, Veltman. Um... Again, that's not going to change. Salah, Pereira, Lingard, Priori in midfield. Yep. And Ian Acho and Calvert-Lewin up top. With Mark Noble, the only player on the bench that will come on. None of the others have got uh, fixtures. Captain. Right. I'm looking Salah against Newcastle, Priori against Burnley, Ian Acho against Crystal Palace. I think Salah... Yeah, I think oh, the... well, Salah and Acho because he could carry on that form against Palace and knock in an, another few. I think you've got to go Salah. I think he's a good captain choice most weeks, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I th- and then Ian Acho's advice would be, would be pretty good with that. Yeah, uh, I'm not going about that. Who would you have advice? Um, Neto's not playing, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. Um, who who are our three strikers, Luke? We've only got two, Iheanacho and Calvert-Lewin away at... Uh, so, Iheanacho's got Palace, Calvert-Lewin's got Arsenal away. Right, I'd go with Calvert-Lewin as captain, as uh, vice-captain, sorry, away at Arsenal. Is, is he playing last is, week? Pardon? Not guaranteed, not guaranteed to play. He hasn't played the last couple of weeks, he's been injured. And he should be back, they're saying, he should be back for the game. But you'd go Calvert-Lewin uh, away at Arsenal just scored over... 13 points. Iheanacho's got 9 in 6. They're, um, they're not particularly good at defending set pieces Calvert-Lewin's good in the air I can't see Ian Acho getting any points really against Crystal Palace but we'll see what we next week I don't think it really matters because he's going to be a vice and it's, Salah yeah, Salah's going to play well I'm just watching um, the Leeds game now and Salah's not started so you'd hope he's just resting him but yeah, why, he will why, why rest him against the best team in the league it doesn't make any sense <laughs> I didn't realise that uh, City were playing this week um, I think I finally beat City last week Luke I don't know if you're tuned in for that classic Fucking set him up for that one, didn't I? You stupid dickhead. Um, I think Iheanacho as vice. Yeah, yeah it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter either way, but I, I think Iheanacho. Yes. Yes, fuck you, Ben. Both Just joking. <laughs> um, we'll come back next week. To, well, I mean, if Ben's not... If Ben's not manhandling his phone. Shall we... I mean, one thing I thought we could look at, actually, is picking a team... The next season, based on what's in there currently, with the top six taken out, if they are removed from the league. Yep, that sounds like a. So that'd be, okay, that's that's a, a, for Monday night. And a, a, another one of Ben's famous 11s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, instead of a bald 11, it's just a, a gone 11. A gone 11, yeah. Not gone 11. Are we talking fantasy football wise or just uh, quality wise? Let's talk. This is Ben's Ooh, second is... favourite Remain team. After the incredibly racist Brexit team that he made <laughs> several months ago. Right. Uh, keepers. Who have we got? We'll just do it based on, on how good they are. It doesn't Martinez. Martinez, 100%. De Bravka at Newcastle. Oh, Ben. You know, he's had... I think it was last season. He had the joint most mistakes leading to goals. I know he plays in a Newcastle team. But he had the joint most mistakes that led to goals 
in the league with David De Gea and Pickford, I think. Maybe one less. Sometimes statistics don't tell the whole truth, though, do they? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. yeah, but in Fantasy Premier League, you're looking for the points. Points. I, yeah. I've been bottom for did, eight did, years, Ben. I know po- every <laughs> single excuse around points don't <laughs> reflect the whole Didn't we say we're on quality? I'd say he's a, yeah. a good shot stopper. More than Martinez? Yeah, I think he's a, I think he's about younger than Martinez. Martinez only been uh, good for six months. So. I think Martinez is the standout keeper this season, apart from... Yeah. I, I think, actually, in what general, he's a standout Sanchez? keeper. Robert Sanchez, he's been fantastic this year. Oh, I don't think he's been anywhere near as good as what Martinez has. He's not been as integral in keeping clean sheets. Yeah, Martinez has There been. are games... It's that... not, it's not just all the goalkeeper, though. The other thing to consider, isn't there? Conser and Mings have been fantastic this year as well. Um, yeah. Well, but... look at look at the shot, shot saved by Martinez. It's, it's massive. I can't remember off the top of my head what it is. Um, but the, the I'm amount sure of there are stats here. The amount of games that have come down to Martinez making saves. It is like it's all very well saying Sanchez has had a good season, but he still conceded quite a lot. De Bruyne so, could be could be the best goalkeeper in the world, but he is still fighting for his place in the Premier League. Saves this season. So top of the pile is Johnston from West Brom. Sam Johnston, hundred and twenty four. Would you say he was the best goalkeeper outside the top no. six? No, I wouldn't. So I'd tell you who I. I'd tell you who I actually would pick, and that's Melier. I think he's. Oh yes, fair shot. I think he's a top keeper. I, I think I he's think, absolutely brilliant. I think so as well as a league fan. However, um, there's certain aspects of his game that do need to be improved. Uh, he's only, obviously only twenty, but uh, not very good from crosses. Um, I, I wouldn't no. say he's the best goalkeeper at this stage outside the top six. As much as I do think he'll be a very good goalkeeper. Well, uh, okay, goalkeeper. at this st- at this stage then. Uh, who are we looking at? I'd, I'd we have two keepers, I can't we? Guaita, Fabianski, I'll, Schmeichel. Patricio. Patricio. Gaius yeah. is a very good goalkeeper at Crystal Palace. God, how many good keepers are there? Yeah, there are. I reckon for In longevity... Fact, the the goalkeeper was excellent. Was the Ari- Ariola. Yeah, yeah. great goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, I reckon over longevity, I'm going to throw Schmeichel in there. Won the Premier League. Was has been a top keeper now for... Yeah, what, I'm, ten I'm, years. I'm happy to go with that. Right, Ben, do you want to write this down? <laughs> no, I probably won't. Okay. Has anybody got a pen? pen have you got a pen next to you? Okay. I will write it down. Uh, okay. Defenders. Right Just back. An eleven. Just an eleven, yeah. Right back. Ricardo Pereira. <sighs> yeah, I agree. Well, I'll just. All of Leicester's starting eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking, hell, this is what's going to happen, isn't it? I think Ricardo Pereira, Ricardo Pereira was was probably one of the best right backs in the world at one point before he got we injured. Have, are we yeah. doing it just as individual positions, though? We'll or do it. We'll do a just four three three. Four four defenders. Are you thinking like the Arsenal philosophy of Bold, Winterburn, Dixon, and Adams? You know, that's sort of like a unit. We'll have units. No, but as as in like you mean like just the, four defenders in general for, for fantasy league. Yeah, we're we making a team for our team of the season, or um, at what what fantasy team we would have. With I reckon we do gone. it. I reckon we do it. Oh, mind you, we are a fantasy podcast, aren't we? Exactly. Well, yeah, I think we should do it. I think we, we should are, do it. That if we think about it too hard and we we try to put a round hole, like round pegs and round holes, it just goes to pot, doesn't it? Because we just talk a lot of rubbish anyway, so it, it makes sense to carry on that trend. I think an 11 of players that we think will get the most points. Okay. 
in a, yeah. in a league where there's no top six. Schmeichel, Schmeichel is still a valid shout, but my choice would have been Martinez. But Martinez will inevitably go up next season, won't it? Because obviously Villa has had yeah. a pretty good season anyway, but he has been, um, he's got loads of points, hasn't he? So. Do we, want to change Mar- do we want to change to Martinez on fantasy t- football terms wise? Because I would go Martinez this, fantasy football term wise. My, my choice would be Martinez. Either fantasy football wise, I'd look at um, possibly Fabianski. Pope. Maybe, yeah, Pope, Fabianski, Palace, you keep clean sheets. I think Martinez. I genuinely do on fantasy football wise. Okay, well, we can go with that. Okay, right. This has been a shambles so far. We spent five minutes and we've. Uh, Finally got to a keeper, which Ben is clearly not happy with. <laughs> yeah, fine. We'll go with that. We'll do what you want. Slap this on the time. To the listeners, slap this on the time. all over Ricardo Pereira as well. Defenders. I wouldn't go Pereira, <laughs> to be honest. I'd only go Justin. for quality. I would, I would go Justin if we had James to Justin. a Leicester defender, because he's been absolutely whacking points through all season. Will he start when he's back? That's my thought. Maybe not. Maybe, Maybe not. Castagna uh, and Pereira. There. Castagna's been really good as well Leicester's defenders have been on top form yeah, this season yeah, I, I tell you one player that's got to be in there is Stuart Dallas Dallas is it would be my choice I've had him all season he's been like the one defender that has just yeah again his price is going to go up. if we're going off current price then we can Dallas will be that. a premium defender next year I, I don't think he'll be a defender I think he'll be a midfielder next year definitely Ooh, yeah. I, hope, I hope not I think he will be that'll take away some of the the, the allure of him um, is that allure? Is that the word you're going with? Allure. I like, I like allure. players that play out of position. God, Stuart smells gorgeous. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay, right. <laughs> Moving on. Um, Another defender, so Stuart Dallas is one. Um, Dallas, is, Dallas is definitely the, the first of the four. Yeah. Also, one thing to consider as well is, is that the bottom three do look now like they're going to be the three that go down. And actually, there's no point picking players from them because they won't be there next season. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, Cresswell Cresswell's a good shout yeah I'm just looking at the points here so Dallas is top with 1-4-1 and Cresswell's second with 1-3-6 yeah could go I didn't uh... realise he'd done that much really yeah he's, I mean takes corners and that doesn't he yeah yeah um, so that's two another defender I do think um, possibly um, next season Maybe Reese James, uh, another year we in the Premier League. Top six. We can't, top six. Oh, of course, yeah. Uh, but this target, is surprisingly difficult. Target yeah. on Mings? Ta- I reckon Target and Semedo would be two to go in. I, I think um, Semedo's probably slightly too expensive because you, you don't get a huge amount of assists from him. Um, and Cord is obviously a lot cheaper. Um, so I, I agree completely with Target. I think he's had a good season and he'll get forward a little bit more than... Target will probably go up half Luca a Dean. next season as well. Luca Dean? Yeah. He is good, but typically very expensive. I mean, are we yeah, basing it on price on this? I don't I don't think so. I think we should just pick a, a dream team for... Okay. Um, yeah, Dean is a pretty good shot of every, every season. He does quite well, doesn't he? If would we only you... had two slots left, though, who would you two be? Because um, um, I think I would... Possibly Luke Shaw. Top, top six, six, Ben. <laughs> See, I don't think of Man United as top six because they're rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> so 
for Arsenal. Leeds fans. Because See, there, there would have been a time where I'd have said Vestergaard because he had a really good start to the season. Oh, what is it with you and Vestergaard? Fella, he just... did so well at the start of the season. He was absolutely bagging for fun. I, I reckon... So who we got? Dallas and... We've got Cresswell in there as well. Yeah. Um, I reckon... I reckon Dini you've got to have in. I think he's... Dini could be our premium if, if if we had to make the choice, but he is he has been a very attacking part of Everton. He's been net assist. I'd say Dini and Mings or Dini and Target. Target. I'd be happy with Target. Yeah. Attacking. Probably, probably a little target bit less... Uh, a little bit more than... He's, yeah, it's probably less of a luxury than what Mings will be. Because any, you know, any English player that's in the, in the national team squad automatically gets... A bit of a punt in price as well. Target and Dinier. Midfield. Grealish. Uh, Grealish, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Um, I see Barnes, Su- Barnes? Suchet's been Suchet. so good this season, but it's whether he carries that on because he's going to be six million next year. He's not going to be think, five. I think Harvey Barnes is a good shout. I think uh, he's only going to get better. Yeah. Um, it's just whether or not they have a bit of a lull if they don't keep hold of Vardy. Um, you know, he's obviously a year older. At some point, he's going to slow down, isn't he? So. Um, if if Barnes and Ianacho start uh, start starting together, then um, that could be uh, an avenue if if they do get rid of Vardy. Yeah, potentially, yeah. Um, Zaha, he's there. Uh, he, I mean, he I've, has been the best I've outside not, the top six, really, hasn't he? But I've not been convinced by Zaha this no, season. No, I, uh, I would no. say Richarlison, I think, is probably a reasonable shout. You know, he's, he's probably stri- getting... striker, yeah. He's a striker on this, yeah. No, he's not, he's a midfield player. He's a striker no, on Fantasy Premier League. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I wish there was some consistency with it because him, you know, you've got Salah as a midfield player and Charlison who plays effectively the yeah. same position but on the opposite side. And well, Bamiyang is a as a midfield player. Yeah, I mean he's, he's about as much of a striker as Van Nistelrooy like, was a midfield player. Um, Rafinha. Yeah, Rafinha's got to be in 100%. there. He's only he's only going to get better. Although um, uh, I suspect he might get nicked next year, so he might actually end up in this. Uh, Maybe not. If there's if there's no top six to nick him, and no top clubs anywhere to take him, um, I guess options. Next season we'll see Rafinha leading the Everton squad to their uh, their first Premier League title in however many years. Big statement, but I'd say I'd say that Rafinha is the best winger outside of the top six. Would you? Yeah. Big statement. Big statement. Do you not want to put above Pedro Neto? He was a close second. <laughs> that 31 minute stint has meant that my uh, opinion of him has tarnished somewhat. <laughs> um, Sam Maximan, he's another one. He's um, um, a, a, a bit of a show pony, St. Maximan, though, isn't he? Like, you know, he's been in the Premier League a little while now, he's rarely fit, and then there are these moments of, of, of brilliance, brilliance now and again. And you, you sort of think, is he going to become more of a a bit more consistent and is he going to play a bit more regularly or is he just going to be another Ben Arthur where occasionally he'll do a few step overs and beat a few players and put in the top corner but ultimately he flats to deceive are we um, all agreed on Lingard Lingard I was just about to say yeah Yeah. I think Lingard probably would be in there for me 
He's been playing false nine, hasn't he? The last few weeks. A few That's arguments as well so for people, well. players like Jared Bowen. Yeah, he's had think, a really solid season. Do you think that West Ham will earn Samuel and permanent deal? I, don't think, I think so. I don't think he's given him any reason not to. Yeah, I don't see why not. It depends it's, if they can afford him, doesn't it's it? Up, it's up to Man United, isn't it? Obviously, his resale yeah. value has gone up enormously, hasn't it? I mean, United want, what, £30 million for him, I think it is. If he's going to give him 20 goals a season, it's a bargain, though, because West Ham struggle to get the ball in the back of the net. 20 yeah. goals a season? If, if Jesse Lingard gets 20 goals next season... He's already got five in four weeks. He's got nine in ten, hasn't he? Lingard. There's no way Jesse Lingard's getting 20 goals next season. He's already halfway there. Yeah, but he's, he's had a purple patch. He's, he's, not, he's not messy, is he? People said this about Kane the first season where he started performing. I always no, knew Harry would come good, always. He won't do it next year, and then he did it next year. <laughs> Even at his Norwich days. Even it's Norwich just a, a two-season wonder. I think have there's still some life in, in Lingard. Have we got yeah. four midfielders? Uh, three. Grealish, Rafinha, Lingard, the space for a four. Oh. Um, Pedro Neto. No. I don't Gen- Genuinely a good chap. Harvey Barnes. We're not putting Harvey uh, Barnes in. Barnes, uh, yeah. Oh, Harvey Barnes in there. Harvey Barnes. And then two strikers. So DCL, I think I would put forward as one. Mm, oh, yeah. DCL, DCL and Vardy. Vardy. I know Ben. I know. I know exactly who Ben is going to argue for, Vardy and it's going to be Danny Ings. Uh, no, I've, I've never expressed any interest whatsoever in that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you, I'll let you ben, know where that is. You're in love with Danny that's Ings. That, that is the strangest shout. I have never ben, expressed an interest in you're Danny You're in Ings. love with Danny Ings. What you keep you saying he should about? be in the England squad. You keep saying how nice his hair is. You keep saying, oh, isn't he got a masculine frame? You keep saying, God, doesn't Che Adams look so poor next to Danny Ings? I think next season, Werner will come into his own. And 100%. 100%. I don't know if that's enough to put him in. But also, well, we can't anyway. Top six. Oh yeah, yeah, true. Oh my god, you've had a Ben. Had a Ben. Some Sorry, people would like that. Let's keep that going. <laughs> dreaming of Harvey Barnes. What about Watkins? No. Watkins. Okay, cool. Short uh, discussion. Callum Wilson. Chris Wood. Chris Wood. I feel like we could do better. A Antonio. Say definitely. Uh, Antonio's not fit often enough. The big um, daddy, Ben Teke. This can't be legit. You're not actually we suggesting. Danny Welbeck. We can put Ben Teke in twice. <laughs> <laughs> um, I reckon, I reckon Vardy and DCL. I reckon Vardy and DCL. Do you think Vardy's got another another full fit season? Yeah, I think so. Maybe one. I, he's not played well recently, has he? But you can't ever write him off. No, because he can just, again, he can have a purple patch whenever he wants. Yeah. I mean, he prefers, to, system. he prefers to play, doesn't he, on his own up top. Um yeah. But I mean, he's not obviously not been able to do that of recent because they've had to have two up top because they've got no, they had no attacking midfielders. So Leicester's just running an apprenticeship. They've got Kalechi watching Vardy's every move. <laughs> I imagine they've probably got every single striker in their roster watching Vardy. Sort of, sort of like Tesco. Run like, like him. Well, Pat's been working on the checkouts for sixty years, but she's she's going to retire next week. So I want you to shadow her, um, and uh, Kalechi, you'll be you'll be processing from now on. Yeah, Pat's actually a man. Yeah, yeah, Patrick. Patrick. You said she. Well, who am I to assume somebody's gender? <laughs> Patrick from the uh, from the um, corner shop in EastEnders. You know Patrick. 
I make it my mission to go into as many ladies' toilets as I can to show how... Oh, my God, please keep that in. Please keep that in. (laughs) (laughs) That has to stay in. Only because he has to do checks on toilets when he's at work. He knocks three times. Oh, no, I don't. And if no one answers, it's fair game. I just stroll in. Um, But at, at work, it is so just... It doesn't get old to see old women's faces when I walk in and they go, what are you doing in here? And I just tell them that I'm checking the cameras. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? I'm, it might well be. It, it probably will be. are cameras. I don't have cameras, but I, I just tell them that I'm checking the cameras and every oh, right. time. So the this is going to be story, You're flowing the story the cameras. That's the reason why it's not true. They're going to the toilets. It's more than okay. Well, I have to go into the toilets. We've got to check them every yeah, hour. Yeah, you, you have to do the checks on the toilets. You have to do the checks. Yeah, I'm sure it's not Jamie's job. You're relatively well, it should be a female, female, I would have thought, it's... but, I mean... Wow. Oh, yo, oh. wow, wow, wow. Wow. Well, it That's does, doesn't true. it? Oh, wow. Triggered. <laughs> <laughs> if it was up to Luke, they'd all be in those toilets. <laughs> <laughs> no one said anything about cleaning them, Ben. Uh, neither did I, so you get that. <laughs> This can't go in. This can't go in. I'm in tatters. Megan Rapper will be knocking on his door. <laughs> I'm surprised we've had no input from Ben about Bamford. Um, no, I think he's actually fairly That's average. Saying. You know, he's a poor finisher. I, I think if he works on his finishing, then he'll have uh, the season of his life next next year. Just he's a heads up. A price increase. Fantasy Premier League wise, he is the second top goal scorer, uh, second top point scorer for a striker. I do think so that um, Bamford is a, a bit of a unique situation because Leeds probably create more chances than any other side for one player. He's had so many more shots than everybody else. Yeah, um, he just needs to work on that. Finish so actually, he should have more goals, and it was exactly the same in the Championship last year. He got fifteen league goals, and he should have had 100, 115. So let me just run through the forwards points here. So Bamford, he's played pretty much all season, hasn't he? He's had maybe one game where he got injured. Yeah. 100, 163 points. Vardy had a, a couple of injuries. 151 points, so 12 points behind. Mm-hmm. Um, Calvert-Lewin, again, quite a few injuries. 138 points. Watkins played all season, 135. And I'll go down as well to one that I think is quite interesting is uh, Callum Wilson been out for half the season 118 points because they get an awful lot of penalties don't they it, yeah I mean Callum Wilson he's, he's been out for most of the season and he's still sat one two three four, I do think one thing five that double point weeks one thing about uh, Bamford is though that um, Bielsa's been quite stubborn when it comes to actually picking him so he will pick him um, week in week out and I can't see Leeds getting another strike to replace Bamford next season either. I think he, he does have a lot of faith in uh, Bamford. However... But Rodrigo um, seems to have learned his place a little bit as well. I think maybe the the thought was that he would be up top, but as soon as he's settled back in midfield, he seems to do a bit better. Yeah, definitely. And then I think the thing to remember about Watkins as well is, is that Wesley will be back next season. Um, Wesley's not <laughs> playing. There is not a chance in hell Wesley's going to get in ahead of Watkins. I think they're looking. They're looking to sell him, aren't they? I mean, he's been injured, but it was it was it was good to start with. Well, I think well, they're looking to sell him. I genuinely like have heard that they. I mean, he's fit now, isn't he? Do you, do you think Watkins is better than Wesley when he was playing? I don't know. I think definitely he probably com- was definitely comparable. 
Well, they're different. Wesley, I mean, Wesley, actually, Wesley, Wesley is still well. injured. Um, I reckon. Well, he's, he's, he is back training, but he's got no match fitness. I don't think he'd displace Watkins at all. No one's taking Watkins out of that squad no. when he's done what he did to Liverpool. Not, not, this, not this season, but I mean... You, Even next season. I, I reckon, Wesley was thought at, if you remember, when he first arrived. I reckon. I don't reckon Wesley will be there for much longer, to be honest. I, I don't think he really wants him there, if I'm honest. Well, he's been injured, hasn't he? How do you know? He's been injured. Well, me and Dean... Dino to his mates, uh, always on the old Google Meet, having a face to face. This has got weird. I'm in love with Dean Smith. Please keep playing. <laughs> and it's weird, you went with, it's weird you went with Dino rather than Smithy. I thought that was a strange choice. It's Dino. Dino Dino's well, that's because personal. you do not know Dean Smith, clearly. You don't know what he likes, but. You don't know Dino. No, you like went to women's toilet. Jamie's one with cameras in there. I don't have cameras in there. I just pretend to have cameras in there to frighten the elderly. Better or worse? Probably. Probably, probably better. Yeah, better. Probably. Yeah. Oh. oh, go on, go on! Oh. Oh. Has he missed? Oh, Trent's actually learned how to defend. No, he hasn't. No one believes you. He's made a block. A block. <laughs> wow. A block and You an went assist. really close then. He's, went, he's made a block. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Um, it's VAR checking this. Oh, it's on ball. It's definitely on ball. <laughs> it is 100% handball. If you don't give it, it's a, it's a disaster. It's it a is, travesty. Yeah, Trent handballed it. It has to be a handball. So Paddy in. Bamford to do a pin anchor. It is 100 Oh, has he not given it? Oh my God, he has. Oh just, God. I've just caught up. He has. Oh, he's, he's, he's handled that. He has not given it. Oh, is he not? Oh. Wow. It's the worst decision I've ever seen. I've just seen the cross coming in. It's just hit his hand. His hand's down by his side, he's but he's from miles away. He's looked at VAR and not given it. He's made a motion towards it. Oh, he hasn't. No, he's moved his arm back. It is the clearest handball in today's rules. Okay. Hmm. I don't know. Down by his side. It's come from a way away, but he's moved his hand away from it. Oh. I'd be. I'd be. I think he put some straws. I honestly do not understand how that is not. It's hit him on the hand, isn't it? I. I would give. I think it should be given. I think I can see why they haven't, though. Oh, I'm just so sick of these rules. Ben can't wait until Leeds are invited to the ESL. Oh, what, what a ridiculous decision that is. I feel like the podcast is on to one side of seeing that. <laughs> uh, on, honestly, it is absolutely shambolic. It's just a depressing note. Right, you tell it. me that right now, if that hit Luke Aylin's arm like that. Luke is you... 100% a handball, no matter who it's against. Oh, he's missed. Yeah, put it up the bar. Um, I can see. I, I, I think it should be given, hundred percent. But I can see why they haven't given it. So the yeah, uh, our team for um next season really our dream team for next season um is Martinez and Nat 
Dina, Dallas, Cresswell, Target at the back, Grealish, Rafinha, Lingard and Barnes in the middle, and DCL and Vardy up top, which that's not going to be far off my team next year, I think. <laughs> uh, it depends who comes in, doesn't it? There's going to be a few big transfers. For the first, for the first week, and then uh, when I do well, I'll change it. Yeah, as soon as everything's gone wrong, oh, Harvey Barnes scored two last week, but he should have scored four, so I'm taking him out. It's not good enough. Um, cool, so that was a completely pointless exercise. Yeah, it was. Um, I've been rocked by this Trent Alexander-Arnold penalty. This He's, ben has literally turned a, a, a slight shade of purple. By, yeah. by the, the oh. Trent sexual assault of the ball. For anybody that has seen the Liverpool versus Leeds game, and whilst I am somewhat biased as a Leeds fan, um, I tried to remain neutral as best as I can, so not very well. Um, <laughs> however... Um, Send him off! Send give, him off! To give anybody who's uh, not a scouser um, a genuine op- opinion on this, a cross came in and the ball has hit Trent Alexander-Arnold on the hand and it's right by his side. Um, yeah, arm by the side, it, not, in a, not in an unnatural position. It is clear as day, yeah. it is a penalty all day long. And anybody that's... I any can see argues, why they... What, what it is, though, is the argument for VAR is that it's not enough there to overturn the decision. That's what VAR's for, isn't it? So if the referee doesn't think it's a penalty... And then you've got like things where his arm's down by his side, um, he's tried to move his arm away, you can't really overturn his decision. I think that's the idea of VAR, isn't it? Any serious podcast would back the referee, but fortunately we're just three friends, and the referee is a fucking chimp. <laughs> I can't go in. He <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can. can. The referee's a real naughty boy, a real naughty piece of work. <laughs> the cabbage has made... A studs up tackle on it, Luke here, that should be a red card. Oh, I tell you what, that's a cracking tackle. Are you on drugs? Are you, are you... Um, let me just. <laughs> <laughs> just cab back tackle, let me have a look. Oh, goodness, Leeds. How... These guys are rubbish. What? Goodness. Studs up tackle? Are you having a laugh? It's what's pointing down. It's a great tackle. Uh, Luke, it's a free kick. Kabak has just made... That's a brilliant tackle, it, that. It, it must be a different won, one. It, he's it won must, the ball. It must be a different one. On Luke Aylin? Yes. And what's his name? Is it Calvin Phillips is stood over the ball now? Ian Paveda. He looks like an old lady, but he's classic football. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to do like a cut at the end one just the, to include... One of the lesser chants that's known at least. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to do like a clip show at the end of just Ben Ian saying things during this entire podcast. That's, that is honestly a perfect tackle. I can't understand why he's been... Honestly, I'm sick of you. I'm so sick of you. <laughs> I, I don't want to do it next week. I don't want him <laughs> you to do it. Well, you didn't want to do it last week, so you crackled everything. Ben's just going to put his phone down his up. pants I'm really quickly. <laughs> like a garden ornament. Tyler Roberts is rubbish. He's rubbish. Oh, where's his being somebody there? Go on, go on! <laughs> Clip that entire bit and put that bit in. Tyler Roberts is rubbish. <laughs> Tyler Roberts has just flip flapped past um, Wine Alden. He made Wine Alden look like a small little child. Oh my god, he actually did. Oh, Tyler Roberts, that is naughty. I don't talk bollocks, I know what I'm saying. Then you talk. You just said he was the worst player you'd ever seen. And then he went and flip flat Wayne Eldon. He's the worst, the worst oh. player to start in the Premier League on a regular basis, hands down. What? He, is, wow. he, he should be nowhere near... Mate, Pascal Seagon started for Arsenal for a season. Yeah, but 
He, he was still an okay defender. Don't you dare. Don't you dare try and claim that Pascal Seagon was an okay <laughs> defender. He was alright. Has he got into most average Premier League teams? No, he wouldn't. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. It wasn't. <laughs> 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 you know what? He wasn't even the worst defender at half at the time because Squilacci was worse. He wasn't. Squilacci came after Seagon. Squatchy came the same season that they bought Koscielny. And it was like one hit, one miss that they got. I think it was after they got pumped 8-2 by uh, Man United. And they just panic bought a load of players. Who is though, isn't you? Come on, Leeds. Don't have to worry about Arsenal players next season. Come on, Leeds. And uh, that's it for this week's podcast. Uh, thanks, all three of you, for listening. Um, speak to you later. Oh, don't, don't include the speak to you later bit.